Suma la cartera, 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 suma la cartera. Suma la cartera maquinolandera, suma la cartera maquinolandera, suma la cartera maquinolandera, suma la cartera maquinolandera, suma la cartera maquinolandera y suma la cartera maquinolandera. Are you ready for the end of the world? <laughs> you are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up! <laughs> and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we are here live and in person talking mm-hmm. to you about events and happenings in our area. Yes. First, let's talk about some holidays. Holidays. All right, let's see. With, uh, for today, uh, we have the start of Gemini. It we- is the 21st of May. Yes, 21st of May. And it, today is also, I need a patch for that day. Not sure about that one. Oh, here's an important one. Uh, bike to work day. Today is bike to work day. So hopefully you have bike to work. We did mention that last week to be sure you had a heads up. And um, if you have bike to work, they are having lunch. The city of Carbondale is providing lunch to bikers at the town square pavilion. That's what I understand. So. Yes. It's also National Waitstaff Day. So give an extra tip to your uh, waiter, waitress, server today. Oh, and coming up today also, we have one that was just emailed to us. Uh, it's the in- Endangered Species Day. Uh, today is Endangered Species Day. It was uh, started by the uh, the Senates, who, who were surely prompted by environmentalists to do so. Uh, endangered Species Day is a wonderful opportunity to learn about the endangered species near you and the everyday actions you can take to help protect them. So you can go to endangeredspeciesday.org for more details. Or you could just go buy some endangered species chocolate. <laughs> Inside the chocolate, it has a little bit of information about the endangered species that you're supporting. Yeah. Right? You it buy does. the chocolate, and the picture of the endangered species on the outside, it's got information about it on the inside. Yeah. I like to joke that it's actually what's in the chocolate bar is that little panda or, or seal, but that's not true. It's actually showing what you're helping to protect. It confuses some people with the picture on the package. No, it doesn't. They have pictures of, like, beautiful women on the package of tea and almost everything, and people don't expect... Wait, maybe they do. (laughs) So, um, today is the anniversary of the American Red Cross, and in China, today is the birthday of Lord Buddha. All right, so Saturday... uh, UN International Day for Biological Diversity. Another exciting biological, ecological day. Yeah, well, endangered species one day, biological diversity the next day. Somehow they go together. Yes. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm sure the UN could help us. Endangeredspecies.org. Was that the website? 
Yeah, endangeredspeciesday.org. Day. <laughs> All right. Yes. Now, how can we follow that up on Sunday? What can we celebrate on Sunday that's also ecological? World Turtle Day. Yay. I think they're talking about the other turtle, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not personal turtle day. World turtle day. <laughs> Monday is Brother's Day. Ah, I should call my brother. Yeah. Wish him a happy Brother's Day. Um, I'm sure there's a card, because I'm sure this is a, <laughs> a, a card holiday. Yeah, a card holiday. Because every day is really Brother's Day, right? <laughs> um, and Monday is also Independence Day in Eritrea. It's a country right next to Ethiopia, and they apparently broke off from Ethiopia and had independence. So. Hmm. All right, so Tuesday is uh, National Missing Children's Day and National Tap Dance Day and Poetry Day. I wonder if that's why uh, Paul was doing the poetry theme for uh, the show today. Well, it's only Poetry Day in Florida. Are well, we in Florida? No, we're not, but... Uh, whatever there's a holiday that's worth celebrating, even if it's in another place, I like to celebrate it. Well, on Tuesday, it's African Freedom Day in parts of Africa. <laughs> Apparently, some parts don't have freedom yet. Yeah, <laughs> they'll all celebrate it when they all have freedom. And <laughs> Independence Day in Jordan. So I really like celebrating the independence of different countries. So. Yeah. So Wednesday, uh, National Senior Health and Fitness Day. So if you've got any seniors in your life, which hopefully you do, and help ensure that they've got health and fitness. And next Thursday is the actual mm. birthday of Buddha, which, of course, is the lord of the Buddhist tradition. <laughs> so it is also Flower Moon holiday and the anniversary <laughs> of the cellophane tape. Yeah, cellophane tape. Now, is people call that something else. <laughs> yeah. They tend to call it a brand. A brand name. And um, I'm not going to mention the brand, but people tend to do that with different products. Yeah. You know, instead of saying you know, cellophane tape, they say... <laughs> I know every one of you are actually saying it right now, aren't you? Yeah. If you know what cellophane tape is. <clears throat> so, um, we previously mentioned that today is a National Bike to, um, bike to Work Day. In Carbondale, it is, of course, Bike to Work Day. Mm -hmm. And lunch is at the pavilion. Um, at 12 o'clock. Apparently that's lunchtime. <laughs> yes. So. We have a few happenings. It, it's pretty interesting that Carbondale, well, things happen here. They do. And people tend to email us these happenings because, well, they want people to come to their happening because, you know, if we mention it, the event happens. Yes, so. we help make your happening happen. Because <laughs> we're the happening guys. So email us your happenings, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Or you can email them to me at treesong at treesong.org. This Saturday, the Trail of Awareness fundraiser, Saturday, May 22nd at 6 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center. The Trail of Awareness project is a very, actually very unique recreational program that utilizes the natural world as a place of learning and growth and inspiration through nature awareness and traditional living skills. They offer presentations, workshop expeditions and mentoring programs that seek to educate participants and promote ancient connections to the natural world. The Guy House Interface Center is happy to host the fundraiser for this very worthwhile project. 
and they encourage everybody to stop by. Again, that's the Trail of Awareness fundraiser. There will be music, talking, and otherwise information about the great things they do. Yeah. And that is Saturday at 6 p.m. Yeah, 913 South Illinois. And I've, I've heard about those programs before from the uh, director of that. He's uh, got some really good stuff going on there. And Saturday's your chance to check it out. So let's see, we have... Uh, we forgot today. Yes, we forgot today. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's going on today. For example, the International Coffee Hour. Actually, I think that might not be happening because school's not in yeah, session. Yeah, school's not in session. Does that take a break during the uh, intersession? Okay. So I'm thinking what you need to do is find a friend of yours that's an international. Yeah. It could be yourself, I mean, and take yourself out for some coffee. Yeah. Yeah, this is an especially good time, too, because a lot of the... Um, Non-international students go go off to you know Chicago or St. Louis or some other place. Oh yeah, those foreign lands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's intercession, so they say, oh, let's go. And if you're an international student, you're probably not going to go back to your home country. Right. And so this is a good chance to. Their well, schedules will be clear to hang out with you. There you go. <laughs> okay, so uh, tonight happens to be Friday. Yes. There's this dinner called Rice and Spice. It's a slow food dinner where people cook and eat together. International slow food dinner features Italian with Melissa, and the plan is actually to make homemade lasagna noodles. So <laughs> wow, sounds delicious. Yeah, well, um, probably will be. <laughs> I mean, Italian generally does, and lasagna double does, <laughs> and then homemade lasagna noodles, I think that's triple does. <laughs> um that is every Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center. And again, international slow food dinners, rice and spice, do not plan to take a hiatus over the summer because, well, there's a lot of international students who are around during the summer. Yeah. So. And they still have an appetite, even over the summer. <laughs> I'm excited. Next week, I think, is French. Uh -huh. So I'm sure there's going to be some strawberries and fondue. <laughs> Sounds fun. You know, chocolate fondue. All right. Speaking of exciting happenings, we have the uh, Farmer's Market. It comes up tomorrow, Saturday, from 8 a.m. until noon over at the uh, West Town uh, parking lot over there on the west side of town. Uh, and there's also two Farmer's Markets yeah. uh, going on. We've got that one over there, and where's the other one at? Well, right downtown. Yes, I the mean downtown, uh, uh, that square, like not the town square pavilion, but Jackson Square. Yeah. I've heard it called Jackson Square or Jackson Plaza. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it apparently has a name because it's on, it's it's not actually on Jackson Street, but it's right next to Jackson Street. Yeah. Well, they sh they, at least they don't call it the train plaza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't narrow it down very much, but they could call it the Jackson Train Plaza. That's the corner of, you know, Jackson and the train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, exciting news, we now have two farmer's markets. Yeah. And so, you get the chance to, well, double buy your veggies. <laughs> so. Now there's a lot of good greens, strawberries. Um, right now everything's going really strong. So. Yeah, the, the rains have been really kind. They've been uh, intermittent and you know frequent enough that they've been helping the gardens. So there's lots of goodies out there. Yeah. So um, every Saturday there's the Vigil for Peace after the farmers market. So the Vigil for Peace goes from noon until 1 p.m. at the corner of Maine and Illinois. 
And, well, they've been doing that since before the Iraq War started. Yeah. So this is many years. Um, also on Saturday morning from 8 until noon, Habitat for Humanity, they're, they're going out there and they're building houses for people who need a house. And I know people have time off now, and so now is a good time to actually build a house for someone who needs a house. And a message from them, they will be working this Saturday and will continue to put up sheetrock inside the house and work on the soffit and fascia on the outside of the house. They will be working at 406 East Burke Street in Carbondale. Make sure you wear clothes that you don't mind getting a little dirty and wear shoes appropriate for a construction site. They will start at 8 a.m. and work until noon. <laughs> Good times. Helping to create a house. Ah, now this one. I've heard about this event. Uh, I've actually heard about it on WDVX also. <laughs> it's uh, the Downtown Art and Wine Fair. That's coming up tomorrow. Um, there's all sorts of stuff going on at that. Uh, for the musical portion, uh, they're going to have the Giant City Slickers from 3 to 6 and Big Larry and the Down Home Blues Band from 6 to 9. The stage will be solar-powered through Advanced Energy Solutions. Exciting times. I like that solar trailer. <laughs> the Big Muddy Brewing will be there with their local beer. And that's I'm glad they mentioned that because a few weeks ago we mentioned we were like, are there any local breweries still around? You know, like, because the one had closed. Well, actually, I kind of cussed that there was no <laughs> yeah, local brewery. Yeah, like, where are the local breweries? And then Big Muddy Brewing emerged. <laughs> yeah, it was just because of us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they already have existed for a while, but we weren't aware of them yet. So yeah. now, now they get to have their place at the Iron Wine Fair. So there will also be, as you might imagine, a lot of wineries there. Did we mention wine? <laughs> yes. It's an art and wine fair. As you may suspect, there will be art and wine. Yeah. So for more information, including some of the details, you can go to carbondaleawf.blogspot.com. And that sounds um, Carbondale, D-A-W-F, stands for Downtown Art and Wine. I want to call it a fest instead of a fair. <laughs> yeah. I want to see if I can convince them to change it to a fest because a fair seems like you're just selling stuff a fest i mean it is a fest yeah it is a celebration there's there's there's, well this one is like it's may yeah so this is like the unofficial may off the grid solar powered survival party (laughs) yeah we're celebrating that we survived last year's storm yeah i mean (laughs) the music is the whole event's going to be off the grid off the grid like what is that um there's someone else that's off the hook. So off this the hook. Is, this is off, <laughs> off the, the hook and off the grid. I think that'll be a new new term. It yeah. won't be off the hook. It will be like, yo, this is off the grid. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be new music festivals now. From now on, They'll, they won't say it's off the hook. Yeah, it's I think so. Grid. And this is the same solar trailer that was actually powering people's cell phones and laptops during the storm last year. Yeah, because so. yeah, it, <laughs> it had just been built. Yeah. You know, so it was just like, woohoo! <laughs> yeah, so. Now we get to celebrate again. Yep, so the unofficial May Off the Grid Music Festival. Yes. Or Survival Party. I like Survival Party because <laughs> that was some tough. Tough times. Yeah, I almost cussed, but <laughs> that's some tough cookies. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is next week, but I thought I'd mention it. I think the sign of spring in Carbondale is when the, the city beach opens. So next Friday, the city beach is opening. So <laughs> next Friday, the popular camp beach at Cedar Lake opens 
and their hours are Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Saturday, Sunday, and holidays, 9.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. So. so almost time to go out to the beach. Yeah, that's next Friday. Another week. <laughs> also, another one we want to give the heads up about is the 20th Annual Heartwood Council. Uh, they're meeting May 28th to 31st at Camp Anasank in Ozark, Illinois. Uh, they're the largest annual gathering of citizens from across the eastern, midwestern, and southern United States who care about the health and well-being of our nation's forests. So you can go to www.heartwood.org for more information. And that's, uh, that's actually, I'm hoping to go to that. I need to talk to the person who was possibly going and see if we're going to go. Because <laughs> this, this is important stuff, and it, it doesn't always meet this close to us. So That's true. This is a good opportunity. May 28th through 31st at Camp Andesak. Now, if you don't actually get our newsletter um, that covers all our happenings, please email us, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, and you can get stuff, because the stuff we talk about, we synopsize some of it on the radio show. A case in point, 10 surprising ways to reuse wine bottles in your garden. Now, this is in honor of the Art and Wine Fest, Tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. After you have fun, well, fun emptying out those wine bottles, instead of you know trashing or recycling them, there's a few do-it-yourself projects you can do. You can dress up your garden with colorful wine glasses. According to a recycling revolution, every year we throw away enough glass bottles and jars to fill a giant skyscraper. <laughs> you should try that sometime. Just fill yeah. up a giant skyscraper. <laughs> And, I mean, glass actually does not degrade. One gl glass wine bottle actually takes 4,000 years or more to decompose. Yeah. So. Glass uh, is pretty durable. Yeah, so you could build yourself. If you would like to see these 10 different ways to recycle it, you must get on our newsletter. <laughs> 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 okay, so should we get to some of the news? Might as well. Especially you want to have some attitude. <laughs> yes. So our first story, uh, some drama from Obama. I never really thought before that drama and Obama rhyme. <laughs> but there you have it. It's like... Obama takes aim at oil companies over slick. Invisibly angry President Barack Obama hit, uh, hit out at the oil companies uh, on Friday for trying to avoid blame over a massive slick and vowed an all-out effort to stop the leak pouring into the Gulf of Mexico. Well, I know I'm pretty angry and indignant about that spill, so it's good to hear he is, too. Well, I mean, especially he should be angry because the oversight, out of oversight, the federal MMS, a wholly owned subsidy of the oil industry, <laughs> that's right. A New York Times expose of the Mineral Management Service exposes a broken system of government oversight. Yeah. Undersight. <laughs> Non-sight. I don't know. Yeah, as I see it, I mean, I look at it as like a cooperative effort between government and corporations to, to mess up the situation. Because yeah. the government said, oh, we'll let the corporations watch over themselves. And the corporation said, well, you know, we don't have to watch ourselves. We know what we're doing. <laughs> and, then, and then the oil breaks, the, 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 this explosion happens, then the leak happens, and they're like, oh, um, we, well, we could have prepared better for this, but we just wanted to save money. I actually understand that there are 3,800 oil rigs out, you know, in the Gulf, that none of them have the proper, you know, safety relief valve. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't know if that 
you know, I haven't verified that number, but there are thousands of them that do not have the proper equipment. Yeah. You know? and I, don't, I obviously don't understand all of the science involved, but from what I've read in, in these articles is that if they had spent more money to prepare for these disasters, they would have been able to uh, stop it more quickly, had, like, you know, better plans. Well, they're actually required to do that. Yeah. But they are self Oversighting themselves. Yeah, so then they didn't meet the requirements. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, all right. What's crazier, 9% of Americans thinking that the environmentalists caused the oil <laughs> spill or 22% not being sure what caused the oil spill? Yeah. This is actual. Just check this out. My, hen's actu my head's actually spinning over the sheer craziness of it. Raw story highlights a new poll from the public policy polling that assessed America's attitudes towards a variety of issues, Barack Obama in general, attitudes towards offshore oil drilling, health care, and more. It's interesting reading, but what has caused my bout of dizziness is this. Apparently, 9% of the American public, based on this survey, actually believes that environmentalists intentionally caused the explosion that sank the deep water horizon and the resultant ecosystem-destroying oil spill. <laughs> which just keeps growing in magnitude. Even more perplexing and, frankly, more disturbing is the fact that 22% of people surveyed said they were not sure if environmentalists... W was this like a question on the survey? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Um, <clears throat> one out of five people you will pass on the street, statistically speaking, are not sure if environmentalists intentionally caused the spill. <laughs> I can believe that 9% of people have much of a misunderstood, warped, and completely uh, and utterly disconnected from reality, of course, opinion of the environmental movement and the means we collectively might make a point. I can believe that. But I keep telling myself there must be some trick in the question, leading to the conclusion that nearly every third person out there potentially thinks a movement committed to protecting and preventing the very thing actually caused it. WTF, WTF. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, uh, on the one hand, I want to give people responsibility for their own beliefs and say people shouldn't believe such uh, outlandish things. But on the other hand, I want to point out that a lot of media sources are pushing this view of what environmentalists are. So, uh, because the media says that environmentalists are, well, like that book, uh, the Michael Crichton book, where he, he paints this environmentalist conspiracy to control the weather and things like that. You know, I think that's where a lot of these beliefs come from. So, I mean, the idea of an environmentalist trashing something to protect the environment? Yeah. <laughs> well, because well, a lot of people don't even believe that environmentalists are trying to protect the, the environment. Really? Yeah, they believe that it's all like a money-making scheme or like a power-grabbing scheme. What? Okay. <laughs> I, I ask, You're going to have to explain that. Yeah, I'll later. explain that later. But I ask people to say, well, show me, like, where, where do I get my, you know, check, you know, for being an environmentalist? Because, you know, it's not a money-making scheme for me. <laughs> All right. Also on the oil issue, have you heard about the fact that, you know, they're spilling a lot more oil than they say they are? I've heard about this. I mean, I hear various estimates, but I also know some people are lowballing the estimates. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it, it basically the 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 thing that really pisses me off is the fact that government spokespeople 
just said, okay, BP says they're spilling this much oil, and we will say the same amount. <laughs> yeah. And nobody actually checked to see how much oil was being spilled. Yeah. BP <laughs> said, we're spilling 5,000, you know, um, what do you call it? They're not, that's, the, that's another thing they're saying. They say barrels. They're yeah. not saying gallons. Yeah, because barrels is, makes it sound smaller. Right, they're saying, we, oh, it's spilling 5,000 barrels a day. <laughs> you know, um, what size barrel? You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's 55-gallon barrel, but still. Yeah, the, the average person might not be sure exactly what size barrel. So they're like, oh, 5,000, you know, barrels. That doesn't sound like too much. But it is a lot. <laughs> I mean, the government people have actually been saying, you know, it's only 5,000 barrels, you know, so it's not that much. But, I mean, exclusive NPR analysis actually says it could be ten, at least 10 times that amount. And the findings suggest that the BP spill is already far larger than the 1989 Exxon Valdez, which spilled at least 250,000 barrels of oil. <laughs> yeah. So, and, I mean, this is not spilling. It's leaking, which yeah. means it's continually leaking. Yeah. So. It's just going to keep going until yeah. we do something to stop well, it. Well, good things today is bike to work day, so you can take advantage of not using oil. <laughs> yeah, not contributing to the oil economy. There you go. Um, if you send an email and sign up for our newsletter, we will send you 16 tips for avoiding climate burnout. Doc, I'm going climate crazy. That's right. <laughs> and it is a very nice, very detailed way to alleviate anxiety and stress, fear and hopelessness, and otherwise the anger of not being able to do anything. So yeah, and it's got a lot. It's got good suggestions in there about uh, you know not not letting the a lot of it comes down to just the mentality, not letting yourself get psyched out by the problems, and instead finding more. Uh, positive, constructive ways to deal with the situation. Did you know if you're sick and stressed out a lot, it could mean you're just not getting any physical exercise? Yeah. Because physical exercise actually release, re releases endorphins. Yeah. I have noticed that myself, actually. You know, if I get physical exercise, especially yoga or sometimes jogging too, like, it, it gets the blood flowing, it releases the endorphins, makes me feel better. Initially, I might be like, oh, you know, I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to stay in. But once I actually get moving, it, it helps, you know, helps get that energy flowing. And remember, you're not alone and get out into nature. Yes. Nature has a very healing effect, too. Yeah, I mean. That's one of my suggestions. You're, like, for you're, you're trying to um, protect, you know, humanity and nature. So connect to humanity and nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, if you would like to receive our newsletter, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. If you missed some of the things, we do put our whole show on our website, yourcommunityspirit.org. So get out, get loud, drink some wine. <laughs> it's a <laughs> good time this weekend. 